is in the know for Monday, June 28th, the 179th day of 2021. There are 186 days left in the year. Good morning, MB, guiding you through in the know at K105 on Litchfield's Country Station, 1039 The Moose, live online at K105.com via the Apple and Android smartphone app using the SoundCloud or iTunes podcast. On Facebook, watch on YouTube Live on Periscope, and the hashtag is in the know. Coming up today, we'll update you on the latest news headlines from around the community, the county, the Commonwealth, and the country. And we'll give you a chance to win by proving you're the smartest person around the water cooler. That and a whole lot more coming up today here on In the Know. Settling into my left, rolling Mach 9 with her hair on fire. Is my beautiful wife. The beautiful girl. It's speech. Good morning, sweetheart. Good morning. How you doing? I'm good. I mean, it's Monday, but I'm good. And it's muggy. Yeah. That's one of the first things when I saw you here at the building today. You said it was, <laughs> it's muggy. You yeah. like avocado, yes? Oh, yeah. But thanks to you, I probably like avocado more than I used to. You sort of uh, broadened my avocado horizon, so They're thank really you for good. that. But apparently avocado toast is so yesterday. Now, chocolate avocado pudding is what's hot. Ooh. Yeah, I thought you would sound repulsed by that. Uh, this chocolate avocado pudding is richer tasting than traditional chocolate pudding and even more chocolatey. And the best of all, it's vegan and gluten-free. I, you, you sort of draw the line at pudding, period, don't you? You don't really... Yeah, it's not very often that I will eat pudding. Yeah. Yeah. You don't even like chocolate that much? No. So even the avocado is enough to, not enough to offset it. Yeah. But uh, anyway, just wanted to make you aware that it's a it's a possibility. He is the five-time winner of the Coveted Ohio NewsHawk Award. He's the two-time Silver Sound nominee covering every corner of the globe. London, Moscow, Paris, Tokyo, and even East Main Street. He's Sam Gormley. And the Sparks. Morning, Sam. Morning, Ralph. How are you doing? Good. How are you? I'm doing I'm doing well. You uh, made a trip to Great American Ballpark this weekend. I did. I went on Saturday with uh, my cousins from South Africa. So it was yeah. interesting. They've only been to a few professional sports in America. So it's, it's always good because you have to field a lot of questions that even the, the typical... So, like, even Christy probably wouldn't even ask, and that's no fault to them, just because they, they've they never seen the game of baseball. That's not a thing in, in South South Africa at all, but as they said, it's a very easy game to understand. Even most Americans know, most Americans know at least some small amount about baseball because it's an American invention, thanks to Abner Doubleday. Some of the other games were invented other places, and we might not know them as it's much. It's like if they would drop me at a rugby game, I'd have, you know, I'd struggle with... Uh, yeah. I could know scrum, but that's about it. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't know anything other than that's rugby, more than I know. Rugby scrum. Um, did the Reds win? They did. did Four to one. Did uh, your your cousins from South Africa? Did they? Was it South Africa? Yes, that's correct. Well, your cousins from South Africa did. Uh, were they confused by the seventh inning stretch, or were they ready for the seventh? They inning stretch? were a little bit because uh, I think my aunt, uncle, and one cousin left, but one of them stayed with us, and I got up in the middle of the seventh inning and started to stand up, and he kind of did give me a look like, what are you doing? I said, well, it's, it's tradition. Yeah, you got to stretch it Peanuts out. Peanuts and Cracker Jacks. Exactly. Uh, did, so they learned the song, so that's good. Uh, I would also ask you, um, did you go early enough for batting practice? No. Okay. No. In fact, traffic was a nightmare because they're deciding, you know, the bridge that had the fire on it. Sure, now they're yeah. deciding to paint it. Oh. So okay. it's got a uh, got a huge tarp over it. So it's down to like two lanes. 
Well, sure. So it's, I mean, it's a nightmare to get across. They got to paint all that fire yeah, you know, marks exactly, off of it. Exactly. Uh, I, I would. Ju- I just know that to people who've never been to a professional baseball game before, if you take them for batting practice, at the end of batting practice, when they take the cages down, they have a tendency to think it's over. Mm-hmm. You know, no, the game hasn't even started yet, so you got to be careful. Uh, I also, uh, it appears that you will not have a, a future as a professional axe thrower. No, because, and, and like I was saying, I'm not sure how much the audio picked up. The toughest part for that is you have to keep your arms straight. Mm-hmm. And I was even making the point, I mean, keeping in the baseball, you're so used to when you throw a baseball, you almost twist your hand a little bit when you throw it. And so I kept just out of habit, when you make that motion, you twist your hand just a little bit. And when you do that, the guy's like, you're you're screwed. You're, like, you're, there's no chance. You're, yeah. you got to keep your arm completely straight to do it. Failure from just, the beginning. Exactly. Uh, so you gave it several tries. Um, do you think that it's just a matter of luck? Would you have eventually gotten one? I feel like I would have okay. if, if I would have tried it a little bit more. Because I think it's just, like I said, so tough because you're so used to spinning uh-huh. with baseball and even football. It's it's just a different motion. and. Okay, and uh, how much of it because the camera was on you? Was that unnerving, or did you? you no. All right, you, listen, you, we're, you were we're professionals sport. over here. You were a good sport for <laughs> trying it. That was my point. Is that it seemed, you know, you. you I tried. You, you I failed. It a try. I, as I said, I mean, I had, I didn't expect to succeed. So when mm-hmm. you go in with no expectations, you can't be let down. Was that you that I saw dancing with Marina from The Habit? Through the city don't, streets, through I, the streets of Litchfield on Friday? Don't think so. Okay. Maybe right. somebody was working on my crew. All right. Well, I saw she was dancing with... I, she was with very, very, very nice, with, though. With various, very nice. various men that were, you know, there. And then they, you know, had the girls just want to have fun number and got all the, the, all the ladies up involved. So it seemed like uh, everybody was, was having a good time. It was time. a perfect night, though, weather-wise. It That's was perfect. Good. good. Another hot day is what you can expect today. And maybe even a couple of thunderstorms. Uh, if you like warm and muggy, well, have we got a deal for you because it's going to be that way for the next few days. The closer you are to Louisville and that big heat island, the higher the temperatures are expected to be with highs 92 to 94. So officially the regional high is listed as that. We here in between the lakes, we may not get to 93 and 94, but there will be no mistaking for the mugginess that you will feel. And it will remain muggy overnight. And highs only dropping down into the mid-60s. Now, because you've been good and you've all been eating your vegetables and working as hard as you can, we have cooked up a perfect holiday weekend. Yeah, that looks really nice. <laughs> it's going to be 80. <laughs> the humidity is going to be a little bit lower. We're going to get a little rain shower on Thursday and into Friday. But then by the time your 4th of July weekend fires up, 80 and 82, after a week in the 90s, the upper 80s and lower 90s is going to feel Wonderful. So yeah, that's sc- good. scattered thunderstorms, 93 today, 75 tonight, partly cloudy, scattered thunderstorms, and again, the official high tomorrow forecast for 94, but I think uh, I think here uh, we'll see something closer to maybe 90, 91. But At that point, though, I'm not sure how much of a difference. <laughs> it won't 90 be. 90 and 94, that's feels like just... It feels like wearing a wool coat in... Uh, in July, no matter what. Uh, I continue, as the days go by, I continue to marvel and uh, and just have uh, be heartbroken for the people in Miami that uh, are affected by the residents of the Champlain Tower South. And, you know, the, the morning we were talking about it last week and I first saw 
the uh, still photography of the video, I had not seen the building collapse. I had not seen the, I knew there had to be somewhere, but I, it was so fresh that I had not seen the actual sequence of events. And when they said there would only one confirmed dead as, as of that morning and didn't have any other real numbers, it, I told you, it seemed marvelous to me that there would only be one. And now, as it turns out, they're missing 150, at least 150, just because of the sheer collapse of that building. And as we go by, the the more days we go, the more we understand that they had received troubling news three years ago about infrastructure problems with this building. The structural integrity was in question. And, in fact, many of the owners of those condo units were set to begin making lump or long-term payments to um, to repair, to do what was a $9 million repair project, and then they were still going to do some aesthetics things around the pool deck. But they're talking with people that said there was not proper water drainage, and so the water had to go somewhere. Uh, it would stand at times and either wait to evaporate because there was not any slope for it to run off, and so other people are saying, yeah, I mean, we knew that there were problems with this building, but I also can't imagine that anyone was told by an engineer that said, if you don't act today, that building's going to fall down. Because I mm-hmm. think if someone heard that message, you would say, you would take action and say, well, we you, have to. You would hope so. That's that's right. Mm-hmm. So I hope that it was a, you know, there, I don't think there was anything malicious in there, but a $9 million repair bill to uh, for a building this size and age, it's uh, it's just, just heartbreaking. Uh, I mean, you you know that because it happened in the middle of the night, most people were home. Those 150 people, I mean, most likely they just have to be entombed in that. It, it's it's I, terrible. I don't see any other I don't see any other way around that. Uh, a closely watched voting rights act and dispute from Arizona is among five cases standing between the Supreme Court and its summer break. But even as though uh, before the justices wrap up their work, likely later this week, they could say whether they'll add more high-profile issues to what already promises to be a consequential term beginning in October. You know, we've already seen big news out of the Supreme Court over the last few weeks. We've seen uh, kind of a religious liberties issue on uh, foster care. We've also seen Obamacare uh, stand up to another uh, Supreme Court legal challenge. NCAA. NCAA. You've had name and image likeness things. But uh, coming in October, it is likely that the, our Supreme Court is really going to start to get into even more heavy lifting items such as transgender rights. So the bathroom issue, what you would commonly know as the as the shared bathroom issue, is, coming, is, is likely to come up again starting in October. Uh, continuous uh, religious and uh, religious liberties types of issues will will still be at the forefront on what you have to do, what you don't have to do. The Abu Ghraib uh, prison, uh, the the where just, that's been what two decades ago since we found out uh, how we were treating some people in uh, that situation. That's still being sorted out. Property rights issue and a freedom of speech issue is still um, is going to come before the court in the the, uh, the next term that starts in October. So. Those are things that have such monumental impact on our nation that not enough Americans pay attention to when they're happening in the moment because Supreme Court, like that's the end of the line. When you when you get there, 
and the the Supreme Court of the United States, who's determined to interpret the laws that have been passed and make rulings, they have long-lasting implications for us for generations. The uh, state of Kentucky, or the Commonwealth of Kentucky, if you prefer, reported fewer than 800 new COVID-19 cases last week between Monday and Friday. In total, 795 new cases of the virus were reported last week. As of uh, Friday, we were at about uh, 464,000 and some change. Since the beginning, the rolling seven-day positivity rate stood at 1.79% on Friday. Map still looking good. Look, Breckenridge County. Yeah. Breckenridge County is under one uh, per capita, so they're in the green. And Hancock uh, is that at zero? Regionally, Hancock says zero. So I guess they didn't have any last week. They've got to, you know they're they're blessed by population, but still per capita is per capita. You know, it's per one hundred thousand uh, people. Now it might not be. It could be zero, but it might be 0.0004. Yeah. You know, it might not be. Because that's one person in Hancock County probably yeah, it, per 100,000. Right. It might not be less than zero, but it's, uh, it could be approaching zero. Kentucky is seeking input from broadband providers in the next phase of an effort to expand Internet access. Republican lawmakers and the Democratic governor have agreed to use $300 million of pandemic relief funds to extend broadband service and promote economic development. The state is soliciting ideas, suggestions, and comments from broadband providers. The information will be used in determining the questions to be included in the upcoming uh, formal request for proposals. The input will also help determine other conditions providers must meet to receive an award from the Broadband Deployment Fund. Uh, The governor said this is the first step towards strategically using these funds to support the construction, development, or improvement of broadband access across the Commonwealth with our unserved communities receiving first priority. The fund will assist in constructing the last mile of broadband access to unserved and underserved households and businesses across Kentucky. It's vital. I mean, if we learned anything during the pandemic, it's it's a little bit important. Mm-hmm. Broadband access, I, I remember, you know, I, I talk about my Uncle Hub uh, saying that he remembers when the light line, what they called then the light line, came through Pine Knob when he was a youngster. So electricity was received to homes. I um, I was a hybrid in that proportion of my life. I, uh, for a very few years, I lived in the area of Grayson County where party lines were still the norm. So not everybody even had their own single phone line, even within the span of my life. And then most, a lot of people were using wells for water. And then there was county water and there was city water. And so we've seen these infrastructure things expand and, and, and come more into, uh, be more readily available. But broadband in the long term almost dwarfs those others that we've understood. The, the, the ways that broadband to every home will impact our wellness. I mean, everything. It's everything. It's education. I mean, telehealth, if you want to go there, education. Mm-hmm. It's But even wellness. So think of it this way. If you go to a hospital now and they want to keep you, a lot of times they say, we need to keep you for observation. Right? They say observation. Well, imagine if every home, no matter where a person lived, they could equip you with a device where your observation is at home. 
because you can rely upon the broadband being stable enough and the and the pipe being broad enough that you you might have even had to maybe you didn't even have to come in to I, be observed. In in and that so, instance I think of the NFL draft where they had the cameras in the corner of the room to film the family when they get got drafted in the celebration. It could be something like that. Just as something as simple as an iPhone or an iPad that could I mean, in a way, it's like a security camera. That's exactly yeah. right. I mean, in our home, we it doesn't work as well as we'd like, but we have we have broadband, we have a security system with facial recognition, so that if something happens and the alarm goes off, it's smart enough, and our security company can see if it's one of us to know if they don't see one of us, then they know they need to act sooner. Or if you could just grant, if you could call nine one one. And that you could immediately be, they could be seeing you and you be seeing them in your own home. They could monitor or law enforcement could hop on the situation or paramedics en route to like. Can know where you are. Absolutely. I mean, I just think we're still new enough in the information technology age that we go, well, yeah, that Internet's really something. The next generation of what broadband is going to do for us as a people, as a society, is going to be remarkable. Because I always like to think my generation's kids, you know, what will they what will they experience in their lifetime for technology? Is it just like it's things that we probably can't even wrap our brains around right now, which is kind of crazy to think that we can't even expect what's next. Will they get to vacation on Mars? It's possible. (laughs) (laughs) It's possible. I was reading a neat story at uh, Kentucky Today this morning about it's the 40th anniversary of the movie Stripes. And if you're of a younger age, you might not have ever seen Stripes. But Stripes is a hilarious movie starring Bill Murray and Harold Ramis. It's about two friends that basically dare one another into joining the army. And so they do. And as uh, the old catch line, hilarity ensues. <laughs> but I didn't know until this morning that it was filmed at Fort Knox. Yeah, I was reading the article. I didn't know that either. It was filmed at Fort Knox. Uh, one of the reasons the, the Army was welcoming. It was post-Vietnam. The Army knew that, well, we need to do something that actually, you know, maybe something we can laugh about, about the military. And so they were open to the idea and gave them four options. And so the of the four options, Fort Knox was chosen. So that drill scene and all that at the end was actually at Fort Knox. They did it in a single take. One of the reasons they chose it, because they wanted some of their exteriors. In the opening scene when Ramus and Bill Murray are throwing things out the window of their apartment, that's actually in Louisville. So they chose Louisville because of the exteriors. And then the Czechoslovakia scene was actually filmed somewhere in Meade County, Southern Jefferson, off in that area. So they, that's why they chose it. But anyway, it's a really neat story. It's the 40th anniversary. And here's a little factoid you probably did not know. When they wrote the movie, they wanted Cheech and Chong <laughs> to star in the roles. Cheech and Chong joined the Army, and they weren't available, so they got Bill Murray and Harold Ramis, who they had worked with on Meatballs, which had just come out. So anyway, it's a neat story with a Kentucky tie that I really think uh, really think you'll like when you... And if you've never seen the movie, take the time to uh, definitely do it. Kyle Busch won day number two. He broke the Hendricks Motorsports uh, stronghold on NASCAR. So at the second race at Pocono yesterday, Kyle Busch won... And the Reds, uh, what did the Reds do yesterday? 
Mm. Yeah, you always want to bring it up. No, I, was, I really, I was asking. <laughs> no, oh, they lost. No, they got lost, lost four, four, four to nothing. nothing. They split a series with the Braves. I'm not sure the Yankees didn't get swept by the Red Sox. I didn't well, pay I a whole heard, lot of attention. I heard that they are now. 0-6 against the Red Sox yeah, this year. That's probably, what I heard on the... probably are. And the golf playoff yesterday, the Travelers. Well, neither one of those guys wanted to lose. It was remarkable. Yeah, I, was, I was driving back from Cincinnati and ran in and saw on Twitter and saw people blowing up about this playoff. And I was like, well, dang, I missed it. It was an eight-hole playoff yeah. between... Uh, Harris English and Kramer Hickok, and it was it was wonderful. It, it was bonus golf. It was it was Too wonderful. Extreme. Yeah, Harris English finally makes a big putt and wins. Somebody had to win yesterday, or they'd still be playing this morning. So it's one of those neat things that happens in golf. Got to get to a break. We'll come back. Got plenty more on the way. Hang around here on In the Know. Today is tapioca day. Mm, I'm not sure that I've ever actually had it. I have. Not a big fan, but... I don't think I'm a big fan. That's two mentions of a type of pudding, though, already in the show. That's, if you had that on your bingo card, then... Yeah, I'm pretty sure there won't be a third, so... Hey, <laughs> go ahead and shout bingo with that one if you've got two. Uh, I remember in A Christmas Story... There's a reference made to someone smelling like tapioca, like a perfume or something. And because Ralphie thought it was repulsive, I think in my mind I decided that tapioca is no good. So I can't, because, uh, you know, most of what I learned about life came from Ralphie and Bugs Bunny. <laughs> Explains a lot. I mean, there, there, are, there are worse examples to follow. It's also Paul Bunyan day today. So go out and buy yourself a Babe the Blue Ox. And let's see. Today is also Caps Lock Day. Oh, dear. <laughs> yeah. Phew. Uh. Yeah. yeah. Caps Lock Day. I said over there it's Caps Lock Day. People that. People that. You uh, know who you are in our comment section. <laughs> yeah. Not naming any names. I am. Um, I am. Troubled. Serena says she's not going to Tokyo. So no gold medal for her. No gold medals for Serena. Now, to be clear, I don't know that she was asked to go to Tokyo. And even she says, I'm not sure if I'm on the Olympic list or not, but uh, I'm not going. And she went on to say that there are not... Um, she said she wouldn't go into the reasons, not today, why she why she doesn't want to go. She said, I'm actually not on the Olympic list, not that I'm aware of. If so, then I shouldn't be on it. There's a lot of reasons that I made my Olympic decision. I don't really want to. I don't feel like going them in, uh, into them today, maybe another day. So she's a four-time Olympic gold medalist. Her most recent top finishes came in 2012 when she picked up a gold medal in both singles and doubles. One, I don't think she has the fitness. I mean, how old to is do she? It. She's 39. She's not at the say, top yeah, of I her mean, game. But these are going to be Naomi Osaka's Olympics. They're on her home turf. You know, she pulled out of the French Open. She's skipping Wimbledon. 
She is going home to focus on winning the gold medal. And because of what happened at the U.S. Open a couple of years, I think that Serena may be in ways just saying, I don't want to interfere in Naomi Osaka's path to gold in Tokyo, et cetera. And she's already had hers, Yes, right? she has. Mm-hmm. So maybe she's kind of stepping to the side to allow. I think there's, I think some of that is in play. I also think that this could be partly Serena's way of being the princess of Wokington in saying that they shouldn't be having the Olympics because it's not safe. And so I'm not going to go and, and risk myself and risk my family and risk, you know, and risk the Japanese people and on and on. I think there's, this is why she says there are several reasons and I don't want to go into them today. Now, conversely, I'm okay with Naomi Osaka winning the gold medal if she advances and she earns it. Mm-hmm. I don't want the field to be softened in her path to do it. That's part of the Olympics. You need to beat the best of the world well, who, is, in order like to get it. Coco Golf is she? Yeah, it could be. It might not be Serena. I, again, I go back to saying Serena's at the, not at the top of her game, and sh- she certainly passed her prime. But I would never bet against her because no. she's one of the best to ever play. So I, yeah, I don't. The uh, I'm not going to talk about the Olympic trials from last night in track and field because I've not seen them. Oh, so you don't want to know what happened? No, I don't want to know what oh, happened. I was even going to mention it. No, do not. Don't you dare. Uh, that's on my... You mean you didn't stay up till 1 a.m.? And... I did I did not. <laughs> when they said they wouldn't come on until 10.30 Central Time, I was like, I'm out. I fell asleep <laughs> watching the gymnastics trials of the, of the women. So it's... Uh... <laughs> I, I do think it was a good move, by the way. For the uh, U.S. Olympic Committee to move, or the powers that be to move that, and let some of the heat subside out there in Eugene, the way that it was, the way it was setting up because of the time change to put them on in prime time, they were having to run them in the middle of the afternoon at uh, at Hayward Stadium, and like that, you know, they're seeing record temperatures. One twelve was the high I, in Oregon. Yesterday. I have a cousin who is in Eugene. Who lives really? in Eugene, and she said it was unbelievable. I am also following along in the Tour de France, stage number one. I understand most of you have not seen it, but there was a horrendous crash involving a spectator. Here it comes, mean mugging. Now watch the aerial. So you see that. So we've got that much. So there's probably you don't get an aerial shot. But well, you might. I don't know. This there's 140. Is... All right. There's 100 and give or take. There's 140 cyclists. And here, here, here's the cascading effect in the professional cycling peloton. A person out there holding up a sign who knows should know not to be in the road sends a ripple effect through the completely shuts down the road. Look at that carnage. Because of oh. someone who has decided it, to tell their grandparents hello on television. And I love, you know, how do you know which bike's yours? Are you not just grabbing the first bike that you can grab and uh, so on? Well, see, the number there is on the, yeah. on the stem. Yeah, you know, but where it's all those just are kind of. Seat post. And, uh, but it's. I mean, and that first guy gets whacked. Yeah, that's Tony Martin. And I mean, uh, look, look, just, just right. bang, gets Okay, him. so that's a woman. And. They are looking for her. They intend yeah. to charge her and sue her because 
I doubt they'll get anything, but they're trying to make an example of her so that spectators stay out of the road. I will tell you from firsthand experience, if you stand on the side of the road, you know they're coming and you feel them coming because they're going about 40 miles an hour in that professional peloton. And it's not just one of them. No. It's, 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 it's a pack. It yeah. is amazing. I mean, the broken carbon frames, The it was, it was remarkable. But this is shaping up to be an amazing summer sports-wise because you've got the tour. You have the British Open. It starts on July the 18th, what some people want to call the Open. Mm-hmm. It's still just the British Open. And then the Olympics start on the 23rd, and it's... <laughs> and then when you get into August, you get college football. Get college football. You high school football. High school football. Are you optimistic about the rest of 2021, Sam? Uh, are you talking sports-wise? In general. Oh, Like sure. for our world, I are mean, you optimistic about the rest of the wow, year? that's a loaded question. Sure. We're, at the half, we're almost at the halfway we point. Are. Is why uh, I mean, it's, it's better than it was at this point last year. True. So I guess it, when you're looking at it that way... It, you know, yeah, sure. Miss Buckles, are you optimistic about the rest of 2021? Yeah, I think so. Well, so where you all enjoy sports, I'm looking forward to Big Brother. Sure. Love mm-hmm. Island. Yeah. I'm actually going, yeah, I'm going to do Love Island. Yeah, I've heard that. I, and I know yeah. there's a specific reason why, which I yes. You're trying you, out for the I, show? I, I would prefer you did not say. Uh no, I'm, 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 yeah, no. <laughs> no. Uh, so are you very optimistic or are you somewhat op- optimistic about the rest of 2021? Um, somewhat. Okay. Like, yeah, I'd probably, probably All right, that's, agree. You're with 42%. 42%. 42 of Americans are somewhat optimistic. I have enough pessimists in me to not be fully. 26% are very optimistic. Good for them. Ten <laughs> percent don't know. I'd say there's about ten percent of Americans that don't know about anything. <laughs> you could ask them anything. Though. I don't. I don't. Ten percent? Are you sure it's not higher than that? <laughs> Pillsbury's Funfetti is best known in its cake form, but we've come a long way since then, from cereal to blondie mix to vanilla cake flavored morsels. Those rainbow colored bits have become all parts, uh, all types of party foods. Now we'll get to enjoy them around the holidays with new Funfetti candy canes. This does not look holiday to me. This looks Easter holiday to me with these pastel colors. Mm-hmm. Yeah, would I you, agree. Would you? This doesn't say. If it was. This doesn't seem Christmas at all. But I know that you, they can't do stripes because then that takes away from Funfetti because you need confetti. But uh-huh. I don't know. It just needs stripes on a candy cane. Brock's is to thank for the new Christmas treat. The Offering was recently listed on the website of distributor Redstone Foods with a picture showing off colorful candy. Uh, the candy canes are white with pink, orange, yellow, green, and blue specks to mimic the inside of the cake. Brock's, hasn't Brock's sort of been lost? Like when I was bit. a kid. Well, they still got jelly beans. My granddad would give me one of those Brock's Red Hots. Those, oh, those, yeah, those are good. Light, they would light, those are you, good. They would light mm-hmm. me up when I was, oh, I don't want that. Do they do lemon heads too then? I don't know. That's, that might be why Granddad switched to Werther's. They were, a little, <laughs> they were a little easier on the rest of us. But, yeah, that red candy and that red cellophane, if he handed you one of those. Oh, yeah. Oh, I know like, exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's like, it's I, like I, a gumball kind of shaped want, like a gumball. I want, yes, I want candy, but I don't want my mouth to be lit on fire. So I haven't had one of those in forever. Nor have I. But so, 
My mouth's watering just thinking about those. <laughs> like, oh, these are going to be, ooh. In the United Kingdom, in Sheffield, England, when words fail, sometimes you just have to cut down half a tree. At least that's what one couple did. Now, before you react negatively, they didn't cut it off halfway up. They cut it down the half. The couple in Sheffield, United Kingdom, called in an arborist to cut down half of the branches of a 16-foot-tall fir tree that was hanging over their driveway. The rest of the tree is in their neighbor's yard. So imagine just taking like a slice of cake. Okay, you got a slice of cake, and you slice it down the middle from the top. And so (laughs) the half that was over their driveway is no more the half that's over their neighbor's yard is the reason the neighbor doesn't care is because it doesn't hang over their driveway. The half that was the, 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 mm-hmm. the half that, that is sense. no more. The birds would poop mm-hmm. in the driveway and then poop on the cars that were parked in the driveway. I, I got a power line over my house, so I get the same thing. Well, I just love that they called a professional. They at least they involved an arborist. Right. Well, by the way, before you think they went over the top, they first asked the neighbor if they would cooperate in putting a net on the tree. They have some of that netting that they use above swimming pools. If you're ever in Florida, if you know, there's a trick that they have to keep birds out of the swimming pools and uh, huh. because they've got fishing line that runs crisscross above that you almost don't even see, but it keeps the birds out. Well, they can do the same thing. They can wrap these trees with nets that don't allow the birds to get in and out, but you don't see them. It doesn't change. They asked the neighbor if they'd be willing to do that, and they weren't interested in talking about it. So this neighbor had to get more creative. So, And I'm with you. At least they called an arborist. Right? Yeah, and not, you know, not somebody that, yeah. I mean, it makes sense. They just go in with chainsaws or whatever. They called somebody that... That knew what they yeah. were doing. And they, yeah, exactly. You know, and they went on from there. So good for them. It looks funny, though. I hope the tree lives. I guess they know what they're doing. we got to get to a break. We'll come back. Got plenty more on the way. Today's water cooler question. Your chance to win is coming up here on In the Know. Today's Did You Know is brought to you by Plasticon. Did you know with an attendance bonus, you can earn up to $16 an hour plus a $500 sign-on bonus at Plasticon. Plus, they have part-time weekend shifts available now. Uh, can kind of customize what it is that you need to fit into your life. And then I saw this thing where they have, uh, like, food trucks and snow cone that like come in like during your shift and oh wow so anyway sixteen dollars an hour five hundred dollars sign-on bonus today's did you know brought to you by our friends at plasticon did you know kermit the frog sam this is for you kermit the frog is left-handed good man gotta love kermit i mean how did did they ask kermit like how did they decide uh also bonus did you know today did you know the movie dumb and dumber uh-huh. was ten times more successful than the movie Sense and Sensibility. <laughs> like, well, yeah, I mean... It, no, no surprise it, there. It, it would be. Here's today's water cooler question. You can win by calling 270-259-6000. 270-259-6000 is going to give you your choice of whether you want Holiday World, Beach Bend, or Kentucky Kingdom tickets. So you can choose if you can solve the question which you would prefer. 270-259-6000. Here it is. According to a study, men are twice as likely as women to do this, but by the time we reach our 40s, women are more likely to do it. Okay. 
One more time. According to a study, men are twice as likely as women to do this, but by the time we reach our 40s, women are more likely to do it. What is it? 270-259-6000. 270-259-6000. I'll give you a hint. It happens on roadways. Mm. According to a study, men are twice as likely as women to do this, but by the time we reach our 40s, women are more likely to do it. What is it? I'll tell you. It happens on roadways. 270-259-6000. 270-259-6000. You get to choose your prize for today. At the weekend box office, Fast and Furious 9 breaks a pandemic era record. Are there too many of these? Too many Fast and Furious or y- yes. records? Yes, we're at nine. Uh, yeah, I, I, I'm not sure that I've ever actually seen one of them. Yeah, me too. I think I've seen snippets mm-hmm. of one or two here and there. Which but... I'm not even sure as to why I haven't, because it sounds like something I would enjoy. Uh, but yeah, no, I, I mean... I got asked for the question again. According to a study, men are twice as likely as women to do this but by the time we reach our 40s women's are women are more like women's women are more likely to do it what is it i'll tell you it happens behind the wheel of a car it happens behind the wheel of a car 270-259-6000 one of your two is okay. correct i'll I, tell I you feel that like, much i feel like i feel like i feel like i'm confident in it then also at the box office a quiet place 2 at number 2 at three, Hitman's Wife's Bodyguard, Peter Rabbit two, Cruella at five, Conjuring at three, In the Heights at seven. Have you seen Cruella yet? I have not seen Cruella. Are you yet. going to? You mean the movie? Yes. I have not seen Are you going to? <laughs> I've <just> not seen <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Out and about, just in general, probably. Uh yeah, I guess I'll see it at some point. I don't know. She's she's I, I'm not big on I'm not big on Disney villain uh-huh. features. I'm okay. I understand all stories need a good antagonist, but I'm well, not. I the, heard aren't they going to do one for Ursula too? The villains aren't my go-to. I don't. I don't. I don't know. <laughs> uh, the daytime Emmy Awards, or as I called them on Friday, the soap opera awards. Yes. Didn't I call them the Soap Opera Awards on Friday? Because they were on. And I said, look, it's the Soap Opera Awards. Uh, The Jeopardy was outstanding game show. The People's Court was given a better uh, outstanding legal drama than Judge Judy, which surprised me a little bit. Me too. CBS Sunday Morning was the winner of the outstanding morning show. I'm telling you, there's a reason I watch it. Kelly Clarkson beat out Drew Barrymore, Ellen, Kelly and Ryan, Hoda and Jenna uh, to win. Alex Trebek posthumously won uh, Best Host. As he should have. Syndicated for uh, for Jeopardy, absolutely. I also noticed about the award show, I have also noticed, can't we look forward to award shows getting shorter? They should. Because now that, that now that there's not actors and actresses anymore and everybody's just an actor, they shouldn't have two categories. You should just have mm-hmm. Best Actor. Best supporting actor, and everybody's all in that same category, and so you don't give out two of anything anymore, right? I don't. That's mm. one I don't know. <laughs> yeah, that's a tough one. Kim, here's the question: According to a study, men are twice as likely as women to do this, 
But by the time we reach our 40s, women are more likely to do it. And the hint was it happens behind the wheel of a car. What is your guess? Develop road rage. Develop road rage is very likely, but it is not what we're looking for. Don't go quite that far. 270-259-6000. 270-259-6000. Hang on. All right, we're having a problem with that line, so we're just checking. What else? George R. R. Martin says the final Game of Thrones book will have a different ending than the TV series. I kind of need them to be the same. Mm-hmm. I don't need them to be in conflict with one another. Unless that allows them to redo it, right? Because I know that that was, I've never seen an episode of Game of Thrones, but I know that it was, it was controversial, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. Or maybe uh, not controversial, just wasn't it was, it just was wasn't up to standards. Yeah, kind of what it was. Uh, and I ran across an infographic with the pop stars who've inspired the most popular baby names. Madonna, <laughs> Drake, number one for and boys. That doesn't. Surprise there are twenty three thousand nine hundred seventy seven boys in the United States named Drake. Jonas is at two. Prince at three. All right, so I'll give you that one. Uh, Miley. Number one for girls. Okay. Demi for Demi Lovato at two. Rihanna, Adele at four. Lennon at five for John Lennon. My mom will be happy to hear that for number four. I knew she would. I like that. Betty, the question is, according to a study, men are twice as likely as women to do this, but by the time we reach our 40s, women are more likely to do it. It happens behind the wheel of a car. What is it? Speed or drive fast is correct. Speeding. So once you get into your 40s, ladies, you become more of a lead foot, at least comparatively. <laughs> yeah, guys just get slow. Like I'll get there eventually. Hey, congratulations, Betty. Do you want uh, Holiday World, Beach Pen, or Kentucky Kingdom? Uh, Holiday World. Holiday World it is. All right, hold on. Princess Tiana is going to get some information from you. Very good. Got to get to a break. We'll come back. Oh, I, remind me, one more follow-up on the baby name. I'll tell you after the break. Coming up here in the known. If they're and I drive, and I think about my life. MB's point to ponder for today. Why is it always the same person getting in your way from start to checkout at the grocery store? <laughs> it is so true. Don't use self-checkout if you're going to be slow. Mm, Got to yeah. through it. It's, I don't, you know, again, the one nice thing about the pandemic well mm-hmm. maybe not the one nice thing but one of the nice things is they attempted to establish lane direction in the aisles i did like that at the store now i would like to see us kind of keep that yes to tell you me the truth. Too. i'd like i'd like i'd like one-way aisles yes but i will tell you that i i have before by about the third time i've encountered you if you're in my way I'll do I'll do a fly around like I'll I'll, mm-hmm. I'll go back to to aisle one and just start again and be like you you go on especially if you know this person because then it's kind of like oh hey because you have to have small talk every single time you see them you're on the right track but I would take it a little bit further when you a little bit know them mm-hmm. if it's someone you really know mm-hmm. then it's no problem but if it's someone well, you know a little bit then it's like well i'm out of stuff well, by aisle three i remember the one time ted hill former girls basketball coach mm-hmm. for grayson county we kept running into one another and it was always like okay like you mm-hmm. following me now yeah, it's, so how's your team yep good because it was right in the middle of the season it's yeah, like i'll see you tomorrow I, I got it. <laughs> 
But it, it is weird how that kind of happens that way. Uh, on this list of boys' names, now maybe it's showing my age, quite possibly. I, I, I frequently do. Uh, I told you Drake was the number one inspiration for boys' names from pop artists. But down here at number nine is Devlin at 1,751. <laughs> exactly. That's the that's the reaction I knew that I would get. So is is Devlin a musician? Is there you are asking? Is the there is there an artist named Devlin that I I'm know, unaware of? I went of? to like middle school with a Devlin because um, if if you are fans of the movie, just go with it. <laughs> like uh, she and I are, then Devlin means something. He's a rapper, completely different. Completely different. De- De- Devlin, uh, yeah, he's an English rapper. You you wouldn't want to be a Devlin the way that they use that word in the movie. Just go with it. Talk about being teased at school if your friends ever find that movie. It's more of a bathroom yes. humor type thing. At their house, instead of calling it a number two, they called it a Devlin. So you... You'd be a number two. And it's because... Um, Nicole Kidman went to college with Jennifer Aniston, at least in the movie, mm-hmm. and they were rivalrous. And Nicole Kidman's character is named Devlin. So Jennifer Aniston renamed the, the number two into a Devlin. <laughs> <laughs> so you would want to be, I, I just think you would want to be careful with that. Yes? Yeah. I mean, isn't that reasonable? Yeah, no, I. I won't disagree. On television this evening, the Stanley Cup Finals. Now, if you think I'll watch any sport, you are wrong because I won't be watching. I understand I watch a lot of sports, whether it's the Olympics or the Olympic trials or whatever, but I won't be watching the Stanley Cup Finals. Montreal at uh, Tampa Bay Lightning. And then I will also not be watching The Bachelorette on ABC. I remember I I gave hockey a chance during the pandemic, and because the Blue Jackets are the one that are closest to Cincinnati, so I always kind of followed them. And I watched it. And the one game I watched, it uh, it was right before the Reds game, so it was leading in, and I was like, okay. And then it decided to go into about four or five overtimes, and it was bumping into where I couldn't watch the Reds game. And that's when I said, you know what, hockey, I I gave you a chance, and, and you're done. I think I have a little bit of revenge sports in me, you know. Sports mm-hmm. were so hard to come by last year. They were so modified, and we went through that period starting on March 12th where there wasn't anything. It's like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to soak it all in now. Today's highlight in history, this date, 1940, FDR signed the Alien Registration Act. So that meant, Sam, if you were an alien, you had to mm-hmm. register. So, like, you had, if you landed your UFO. Did they go to Area 51 then? Yes, that's where mm-hmm. they've got it. They have a booth set up there still okay. for registering all those aliens. Is it like the, like the peanuts? If you were E.T., you had to go immediately and register and say, I'm here. So just remember that. 1914, Archduke Franz Ferdinand of Austria and his wife Sophie were shot to death in Sarajevo, which was the catalyst that led to World War One. North Korean forces captured Seoul, the capital of South Korea, this date in 1950. I thought they were talking about the... Like the music, the music genre. They captured soul. In 2000, uh, seven months after he was cast adrift in the Florida Straits, Alien Gonzalez returned to his native Cuba. 
I think they should do a movie about Alien Gonzalez. Why do I know that name? So there was a big controversy. Like uh, he was just set adrift and hoping that if he made it to the United States that somebody would take him. Mm -hmm. He was a little boy from Cuba. And Janet Reno was the attorney general at that time, and she had to send him back. It was a big controversy, and they sent him back. That was 21 years ago. I'd like to know what Alien Gonzalez is doing now. Yeah, me too. I, I think it would be a kind of a neat story, a neat, you know. Maybe even a movie. Mel Brooks is 95 today. Spaceballs to you. Spaceballs uh-huh. and Blazing Saddles Love to that. you. Love that movie. Two great movies. Leon Panetta is 83. Kathy Bates is 73. Oh. Now, I like Kathy Bates. Uh, she's been in a lot of good things. But no matter how hard she tries, no matter how many comedies she's in with Melissa McCarthy, she will still be the star of Misery. Absolutely. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's chilling. John Elway is 61, John Cusack is 55, Elon Musk is 50, and Kelly Pickler is 35. Why did I think Elon Musk was younger than 50? Pick Pickler. He's my age. Yeah, I would have thought he was like 40. I guess he just, I don't know. I can't, I can't I don't say know. either. Henry VIII, born in this state in 1491, Richard Rogers in 1902. Pat Morita, born in 1932. Mr. Miyagi was born in 1932. Gilda Radner, born in 1946. Number one this date in 1960. Alley Oop by the Hollywood Argyles. No, Sam, it's not simply a sports phrase. It's also a song title. Alley Oop. That's the one thing I... We don't get many Alley Oops in high school basketball. I kind of miss that. Especially not at Grayson County. No. I see, we've had one. We have? Yep. Hugh Jennings. Oh, here we had go. One. This is a good one. 1969, CCR was number one. And it was at Edmondson County, too, which made it oh, even yeah. better. There's a bathroom on the right. <laughs> yeah. So, and same, I don't know what you know, but CCR was kind of the start of my broadcasting career okay. in high school. Thanks to so, old Green River. Yes. Live. That's going to say, is Dave Ramsey coming on? Financial Peace Plaza. <laughs> Listen, Financial Peace Plaza is large. That's you, enough, yeah, you've been on pictures. I-65 south of Nashville down around Franklin these days. Mercy, he's got a complex down there. Paid in cash, though, right? Yep. Well, that's where they keep all the envelopes. <laughs> <laughs> I always, that show always cracked me up. <laughs> that's where you keep all your... <laughs> got to go in and pay your utility bill. You got to run down there to Dave's and get in your envelope. Yep. And you say, can I have my money out of there? <laughs> Whitney Houston, 1987. Want to dance with somebody? California Love, Tupac in 96. We Belong Together, Mariah Carey in 05. And Iggy Azalea, Fancy, seven years ago today. All right, MB's Pearl of Wisdom for today. Make sure your worst enemy doesn't live between your own two ears. Make sure your worst enemy doesn't live between your own two ears. MB's Pearl of Wisdom for today. 
Look forward to seeing you back here tomorrow for another edition of our show. For Sam Gormley, for Beige, I'm MB, and now you're in the know.